This episode of the Music Biz Weekly Podcast, we sit down with the one and only Carmine Apice. This man has played with everybody. He's a legend, and he offers his insights and advice into surviving in the music business. You don't want to miss this episode. Welcome to the Music Biz Weekly Podcast, founded in 2011 and with over 500 weekly episodes where Michael Brandvold and Jay Gilbert, two longtime music industry pros, discuss the very latest trends, tools, and tactics that you need to succeed in this Build a stunning band website in minutes with Banzoogle. Go to Banzoogle.com to start your free 30-day trial and use the promo code MUSICBIZWEEKLY to get 15% off the first year of any subscription. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Music Biz Weekly Podcast. You got Jay. You got Mike. We're here. We've got another... This is an interesting episode for mm-hmm. sure. Uh, yeah. We've got a, you know, we've got a true legend in the music oh. business yes. joining us. And Very and before we get into a little bit more of who it is and what we talk about, we want to just, again, show our gratitude and thanks to everybody who supports us. Of course, first of all, to all of our listeners and followers, thank you so much for everybody who shares an episode, leaves a comment. Um, just hits the play button. And of course, Bruce and everybody at Hypebot and yeah. Bands in Town for all you do to provide us our artist community on Bands in Town, sharing our episodes on Hypebot. Uh, Bruce is a re- re- returning, recurring guest on the show. Always um, a good conversation. Always yeah. a great conversation with Bruce. Um, so thank you so much for all of that. And of course, to our sponsors, uh, today's podcast brought to you by our friends at bandzoogle.com. Um, before we get into this, we want to take this time to congratulate Bandzoogle members for surpassing $100 million in commission-free sales of music, merch, and tickets through their website. That's commission-free. I mean, I, I, I think people kind of gloss over that. Banzoogle doesn't take a commission on your sales. You sell music, you sell merch, they're not commissioning it. They're not taking 10%, 15 It's commission-free. It's going into your pocket. And they have surpassed $100 million. Congratulations. That's amazing. That's, that's, that's huge. Yeah. Um, Banzoogle makes it so easy to build a stunning website and online store for your music in minutes. All the features you need are already built in, including dozens of fully customizable templates, tools to sell music, merch, and tickets commission-free, mailing list tools to grow your fan list and send newsletters, integrations with Bandcamp, SoundCloud, YouTube, Bands in Town, and more, so you can easily add content from all of your other online profiles. And of course, amazing live tech support from your musician-friendly team seven days a week. Banzoogle has plans starting at just $8.29 a month, which includes hosting of your website and a free custom domain name. Music Biz Weekly Podcast listeners, head over to banzoogle.com to try it for free for 30 days. And when you register, use the promo code MUSICBIZWEEKLY, all one word, and you'll get 15% off the first year of any subscription. That's bandzoogle.com, promo code MUSICBIZWEEKLY. Uh, and, of course, thank you so much to DiscMakers.com. We all know it's a digital world, but there's still such an important role for physical media for today's musicians. 
digital royalty payments can be so small. It's selling products like CDs, vinyl, T-shirts, online and at gigs. It's become such an important income generator. For every CD you sell at a gig, you might need roughly 3,000 streams to make the same amount of money. And that's a lot of streams. Our friends at Disc Makers are the place to go for your discs and other physical media, including USB drives, vinyl, and even T-shirts. Head over to discmakers.com, place an order for 100 or more CDs, and when you check out, make sure you use the promo code FREEBIZ, all one word, FREEBIZ, and you'll save up to $150 in shipping costs. Jay, what legend joins us today? We have a man who played with Jimi Hendrix before he was Jimi Hendrix. We have a guy who John Bonham from Led Zeppelin was influenced by. This is a guy that's turned down being in Rainbow and Whitesnake, uh, a successful author, very influential musician, drummer, songwriter, the legendary Carmine, a piece. Yeah, this is, this is a great business discussion. Carmine. We get we we definitely get some of his history and who he's worked with, and that is in itself fascinating. But how is Carmine surviving in this new music business compared to the way it was when he was making royalties off of Do You Think I'm Sexy from Rod Stewart or Young yeah. Turks from Rod Stewart, which co-wrote? Um, there's some amazing takeaways. If you're a if you're a new musician wondering how you're gonna make a career out of this. Listen to Carmine. There's some great takeaways here. So let it roll and we'll see you at the end. Subscribe on YouTube. Follow and rate us on Spotify. Subscribe and leave a review on iTunes. We appreciate your support. Today we're joined by influential drummer, uh, successful author and businessman, Carmine Apice. Carmine, it's such a thrill to uh, talk to you today. Thanks for joining us. Uh, no problem. How are you guys doing? Good. Real good, real good. You're both so, in so, California. You're both in California, huh? Yeah, yeah. 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 Finally, no, finally, yeah. no rain today. <laughs> We've been underwater. Oh for yeah, a while. Well, yeah. They need it in Arizona. Yep. Yeah, yep. So, so yeah. before we get into this, Carmine, let me just say you were on one of the very first records I ever bought as a kid. Rod Stewart, Blondes Have More Fun. Classic. Wow, that's interesting. I thought you would say Vanilla Fudge. <laughs> nope, nope, nope. You know, I was a kid discovering music, and you know that single was all over radio, and I had to go out and buy the album just because of the single. Which you co-wrote that single, didn't you? Oh, great, great. I Good did for you. I did. I was lucky. I was lucky. Uh, the song that I presented to Rod was picked. Yeah. And then with that being a, a hit, he uh, two albums later, he wanted another hit. So we, uh, me and my writing partner, Dwayne Hitchings, wrote uh, Young Turks with him. Huge. So and that Huge. went to number yeah. four. It wasn't quite as big, as as sexy, but, you know, so I had two pretty big singles with Rod. So it was just yeah, great. pretty good. And before we get into our topic today, I was just listening to uh, the Vanilla Zeppelin you know, I, and I oh. just absolutely love it. It's for those that don't know, it's Vanilla oh. Fudge kind of, you know, recording Led Zeppelin songs in the style of that classic Vanilla Fudge. And I can't stop listening to it. It's really good. Oh, well, I'm glad you like it because it really was not 
you know, it was just one of those albums we did in 2005 for a label in Europe and they went out of business, ah. you know, and then we had the rights back and it was sitting around for years. And then I'm a manager that uh, put together a deal when we went to Europe, we did a festival. So we did a, uh, you know, we were back recording. So our manager said to an album called Supreme Fudge, right? And we, we were going to be doing, uh, you know, like Vanilla Fudge doing Supreme songs. Ended up doing one of, with, <laughs> uh, actually with the original band before Tim Bogut passed away. Mm. Uh, we did Stop in the Name of Love, and it was a great arrangement. And released it, but, you know, it's really difficult today to release classic rock because there's nowhere to play it unless you play it on YouTube. And, you know, people don't know about it, so they don't hear it. So, and then the, the same company that was going to release that, they, the, the Supreme Fudge, we sold them this album, the Led Zeppelin's album, too, for not a lot of money, just so we, we can get it out there. And then last year, I somebody's telling me, oh, man, you, I'm looking forward to the Vanilla Zeppelin, which I thought was a terrible name, right? And I said, well, what is, what is that? It must be that album we used to call. What, the Zeppelin was what, Into the Outdoor, I think it was called. Yeah. Right. Or out through the indoor. We did the opposite, whatever it was, into the outdoor, out <laughs> gotcha. through the indoor, whatever. Yeah, just for fun. And, uh, you know, so we weren't really expecting it to be released again and promoted because it was done in 2005, yeah. you know, but it was done in analog and, you know, we did it and we had fun doing it. And again, you know, we were ready to promote it and we, we played the songs. We still do. We play, uh, um, Days and Confused Live, and we, we couple in, babe, I'm going to leave you, you know, with it. And, and we do it as an encore, and people love it, you know? Awesome. Awesome. Well, Carmine, well, I'm let's, glad you let, like it. Let, I do. Let, I like it a lot. Carmine, let's talk about the business from when you started to where it is today. You know, you've done a good job sort of reinventing yourself and surviving. A lot of musicians didn't. And a lot of new young musicians aren't because they don't really understand what the business is. They don't understand how money is made. They don't understand how you can make money in other areas. I mean, you recently talked about how you sold off some of your royalties and took that money to invest in real estate because you make way more money off of real estate. <laughs> and why do you think that is? Because there's no money in, in songwriting anymore. There's no money in, in selling records. I mean, you know, I got all these gold records on the wall, you know. Yep. See those, right? Yep. I see yep. some gold records behind you. Nobody gets those anymore. Nope. You know, and that's how you make money. You get a gold record and either the band, you know, gets the gold record or if you look like Rod Stewart, you get songs and you make money on the songs. Forget about it. The only way to make any money today is if you get a song on Netflix or you get a song in the movie. That's the only way to get money because the streams, the streaming business is ridiculously useless. You know? Well, you've I mean, made I money in some. Festival. Yeah, yeah, Carmine, you, you made money in some really interesting ways. And I mean, your realistic rock drum method is super successful. Michael mentioned, you know, yeah. uh, on the real estate right, side. Right. If you could start over as a young man, what would what are some of the things that you do differently with your money and with your career now that you know well, the things you first know? First of all, differently, 
definitely I wouldn't release that second Vanilla Fudge album. That's number one. That record killed our career. You know, we should have just like did everybody else. We were, we were up there with Hendrix and The Cream and, and The Beatles and everybody else in the top 10, top five with albums. And then what we did was, instead of doing an album with the same stuff, Ahmed Erdogan and our producer thought we should do this concept album, which was a bunch of bullshit, you know, and it really killed our career because then it, it never it never was successful, really. We had to rush in to do a third album, which we lost the momentum and, you know, yeah, we got big, but we didn't get big like Hendrix big or Queen yeah. big or, you know, uh, The Who big, you know, we, we were right there with everybody. So first of all, if you get a hit record, don't change the formula. That's a big lesson to be advised. Don't change the formula until five or six albums you're in, you know? So that was a big regret, but you know, it was different, you know? And then I've only had to reinvent myself because things broke up and I just wanted to keep playing. So, you know, and in meeting different people, you know, I, uh, when I, we broke up Vanilla Fudge, it was supposed to be Cactus with Jeff Beck, Tim, me, and Rod Stewart, you know, but by the time we started doing it, we broke up Vanilla Fudge and then Jeff and Rod didn't get along. And mm. then it was just going to be me, Jeff, and Tim. And then Jeff got in the car wreck and he's 18, 18 months to recuperate. So we said, well, we just broke up Vanilla Fudge, you know, to do that. And we weren't like, because of that album, we weren't like rich we still needed to play for a living. So we started Cactus without Jeff. And then that lasted a couple of years. And it, it, it was successful to a point, but again, it wasn't like, you know, where we wanted it to be. And then we got to call to join Jeff again. So, and then we went and did that. And that lasted 15 months, you know? So after that was done, you know, I, I'm thinking, well, what do I do now? I was in England. Uh, I was working on Blow by Blow with Jeff Beck. Uh, Classic. It didn't work out financially because of you know contractual crap. And uh, so I was on five or six tracks and then it didn't work out. So they had to take me off. And I was saying, OK, I was in England three months working on this. What do I do now? You know, and I put it together a band with Ray Gomez and Jeff Berlin. So I was always trying to keep things moving, you know, and uh, I always had a manager that would help me. Uh, when the manager didn't help me, my, my attorney said, Go to uh, L.A. There's a band with Mike Bloomfield and Rick Gretsch that I brought Rick Gretsch into it and uh, called KGB. And we, we got a big record deal with that. But then while I was doing that, I was asked to join Rainbow. But I couldn't do it because I was signed to MCA with this band. Wow. You know? So yeah. you know, that was really a, a downer for me because this band broke up and Rainbow started doing great. Yeah. But then I ended up joining Rod Stewart. And that was a great thing for me. I was with him seven, eight years. And for me, it was great because we played in front of 20,000 people every night. Yeah. And, you know, we changed my name to Carmine Apice because everyone didn't know what my name was. It was a papacy, a peachy, a piece, a pice, right. you know. So yeah. Rod said, you got five different people in you, you know. <laughs> and I know you have fans. You'll do a solo every night. And I said, great. And so I want to say Carmine whatever on drums. So most people call me a piece. So I went with that, you know, Ludwig did an ad. Everyone wants a piece of a piece. You know, but before that I wrote the drum book, like you said, 
Yeah. And uh, I never did clinics until until I joined Cactus. And then I did clinics to support the drum book. And now the drum book is like 400,000 or more units. Congratulations. Amazing. And it made, you know, it was the most, it was the biggest selling rock drum book, or the biggest selling, the biggest selling rock book in the history of, of music books. And and I was the first rock drummer to do, let's phrase that, I was the first rock musician to do a clinic in 1972. You know, so that book had last year had a 50th anniversary, my book. This year, it's Beck Bogan, the Peace anniversary. We're doing a box set of BBA Live in Japan, BBA Live in the a London Rainbow, which never came out. It has seven new songs on. That's coming out this year. And then what happened to Jeff? You know, it's unbelievable. So freaking sad. Oh, that is. And, you know, this is how things happened for me. It wasn't like, you know, I tried... I tried one thing led to another, one thing led to another. And, you know, after that KGB and after Rod Stewart, I, I did an American uh, Music Awards. I saw Ted there. I know Ted since 1967. And, you know, we were playing Young Turks and stuff like that with Rod. And Ted said, when you're done playing this wimpy music, you want to play a man's music, give me a call. <laughs> you know? I did. And I played with Ted for a year and a half. And then I played with Ozzy, and then and then uh, Sharon fired me and told me I should start my own band because my name was too big. So I did. I started King Cobra, and then after that, Blue Murder. You know, it just went on that, that way. But in the, all that time, I was receiving royalties from Young Turks and uh, and Vanilla Fudge and BBA and Cactus and Do You Think I'm Sexy? Because you know, you know royalties were happening, you know, and. And the reason why I sold my, my songs was because there's no more royalties. There are very little because everything went to streaming and streaming destroyed the music business. As far as I'm concerned, I won't even listen to Spotify or any of those things. I won't listen to them because they're ripping the musicians off so bad. You know, when you talk about new musicians, they, they have no chance, you know. So, 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 unless so, they somehow know how to get all these hits on YouTube, I don't know how to do that. But, so, but aside from continue. talking about hit songs, if if you were making any sort of money, how would you, as a musician nowadays, deal with your income differently than you did back in the seventies, eighties, sixties, whatever? You know how how based on what you've learned through your life here, how would you deal with income and 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 money differently? Well, I well, I, I mean, if I had money, I would buy real estate. And I wouldn't invest in the stock market if I was a kid that had money. But I don't know how these bands come out and they get two million views on YouTube, or they get. You know, uh, 400,000 people on flat on uh, Facebook and Instagram. I didn't really know that stuff. I don't have a clue how to do that. So they probably know how to do that better than me. But still, when you do that, the only money could be made from that is going out on tour, you know, and playing gigs and doing merchandise. Even if you don't have a bigger name, you open up for somebody, you do merchandise, you can make some money, you know, and you get big. You know, it's all about touring and merchandise. You know, you get crappy money from 
Spotify and the label because, you know, they don't sell CDs anymore. You know, you might sell it a little final, but yeah, there's no money in it. Is there any revenue? I met a guy, I did a show called Oh, go ahead. Not not really, because today you listen to the radio. What do you think is on the radio? Well, everybody sounds the same. It's all keyboard, drum machines. So all the all the music stores like Sam Ash and Guitar Center, they're not selling a lot of bass drums and keyboard and guitars anymore. It's called Guitar Center. That started when <laughs> guitars were huge. You know? Now, yeah. you know, it, it's like now it's like the Rock Hall of Fame. It's not the Rock Hall of Fame anymore. It's a music hall of fame. Come on, you bring country in there, raps and everything. That's not rock. You know, mm-hmm. they should change their name. Otherwise, if they don't, people are going to keep bitching that it's not the Rock Hall of Fame. And I've heard that from people all around the country, you know. But, you know, it's like some music stores are not selling drums, guitars, and all that like they used to. So they're not doing any clinics. So you're not getting guys to go out and do clinics, but there's clinics online. But it's not the same thing, you know. No. They're just watching people do stuff, play solos, and, you know, they got four million hits. They got these beautiful women, beautiful young girls in short shorts, you know, playing somebody else's song. And they got four million hits on on YouTube. So I guess that's how they make some money by getting ads on those four million hits. I myself, I don't have a clue how to do that. You know, I never, ever myself put anything on YouTube. You know, I don't even know how. So it's a whole different world now compared to when I grew up, you know, when I started. I started just playing with bands and the band, band, we had a following. Then we got a record deal, a record came out. I joined the Vanilla Fuzz, you call the Pigeons. Nine months later, we had a, a song on the radio. Keep hanging on, it was on the charts. And then from there, it went from there. But unfortunately, we never made money for songwriting because all the big hits we had were rearrangements. You know, I wouldn't say, Covering, we didn't cover. We totally rewrote the song, you know? Matter of fact, an example of that is like uh, The Sopranos. On the final episode, they had to keep hanging on on there three times. The first two times was our music, our intros. Nice. And then the third time was some of the singing. So, yeah. so realistically, we never got paid for our music because it was on the umbrella of you keep hanging on. But all the intro and up to the, when it goes seventy three, why don't you, babe? That was all our music. Yeah, you know. Yeah. So we got screwed all the time. And it was in movies. It was in everything. We, and we got paid for it, but we should have got paid more because we had writing on there. But right. you know, we who knew? You know, just like we didn't know about the second album, we didn't know. You know. Right. Right. So there's money in sync. Some so, there's money in you know, publishing. So the business now. Bit. The business now is, is crazy. Yeah. Well, there is money in publishing if you get it into a movie, if you get it on TV or get it in a commercial, yeah, you'll get money. But how hard is a new band going to get in rehearsal? I mean, get into a, you know, a commercial or get in on you know, a TV show or a movie when nobody ever heard of it? Yeah. Unless they watch YouTube. People say to me, what new bands do you like? 
Honestly, I don't have time to sit at a computer or on my phone and go to YouTube and look up new bands. You know, yeah. I don't have time to do that. I used to ride my car, put on the radio and hear new bands, but it ain't like that anymore. Even all the serious radio, they got all the different channels. How many of those channels play new music? And how often, you know, if they had a channel, it's a new music channel on Sirius, you know, I listen to that to hear what's going on. But even so, some of the music is not my cup of tea. You know, I hear some great drumming and some great riffs. Then I hear the vocal, <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know? Yeah. they're big now. You know, I don't, I like vocal. I like singing. I like, I like yeah. people to sing, you know? I mean, I can't really, I don't even know the names of bands that sing, even though I've heard some of them and they were pretty cool, but you know, I don't follow them because they're on YouTube, you know, and I don't listen to Spotify, so I won't, I refuse to do that. Gotcha. Well, so maybe one... you had the wrong guy doing this. <laughs> no, no, no. Well, no, no, listen. no, 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 because you've got a unique perspective of, of this. Yeah, you've been there. And the, the other thing, Carmine, is that, what I love about your career is you don't sit still. Um, it's one project. You're always looking for that next opportunity or challenge or you're, you're writing, you're recording, you're touring. You're, there's always something next. So I guess that begs the question. I know you have some yeah. anniversary things coming out. What, what is next? What are, what's, what's coming up for you? Well, I got a lot coming up. You know, I just did a new King Cobra record because it was my band. And uh, I like to keep the legacy going, you know, with new music. And I got new musicians. I got Carlos from uh, Quiet Riot and, and Rowan from Dio and Paul Sotina and Johnny Rod. You know, it's a really good record. It sounds great. You know, but it's not like it was before. Like I said, you know, we the two main guy guitar players didn't want to do it because they say you do the record and nobody hears it. It takes a while to do it. I agree. I probably made five cents an hour doing this record, you know, but I love music. I love playing. And, yeah. uh, you know, what am I going to do? Sit home and retire, you know? So I did that. I did a new record with my instrumental project, um, uh, Peace Fernando project. And we just did over that uh, Kate Bush song that became a big hit. You know, we did it done heavy rock with a video that's coming out on Cleopatra, so it's King Cobra. And right now I'm working on another album. It's a, it's Cactus Influences and Friends. And I got all these different people that were influenced or love Cactus. You know, from Steve Stevens to uh, Warren Haynes, so hopefully Joe Bonamassa, Ted Nugent, uh, Bob Daisley, Tony Franklin, uh, Rudy wow. Sarzo, Phil Lennon. Uh, not Phil, uh, Phil, Phil Susan, uh, Bumblefoot, you know, just a bunch of people. I'm, I just met last night. We did a uh, tribute to Jeff last night in New York here. And I met, uh, I haven't seen him in a long time, Vern, Vern, uh, Vernon Reed, you know, from uh, Living Color, you know, yeah. and what a great player he is. Great. You know, so I asked him to play on. I said, yeah, I'd love to do it. So he's going to do some track. I got uh, Bob Daisley just did a track that sounds awesome. And Randy Jackson from Zio is doing the track and uh, Zebra, sorry, Zebra. And uh, the new Cactus Band did a whole track, you know, with the whole unit. And it's, uh, you know, it's really fun, you know, doing that stuff. And now we got a Beck Bogan piece. We had it going live 
the London Rainbow, seven new songs on that. I'm singing most of them. And uh, we do three of the old songs and also coupled with uh, Beck Bogan piece live in Japan, which has only been available as an import. So right. Rhino's putting it out as a box set, 50th anniversary. So, you know, it's a lot of good stuff. Plus we got, we got Vanilla Fudge uh, song uh, gigs coming out. I'm doing this thing called Common and Peace Diaries, which is a, uh, you know, really like a speaking story thing with me. I play some drums. I tell stories. Oh, nice. And uh, that's new. I've done four four of those already. I got uh, three more coming up in March and, and June. I'm doing a few more. And I just did this APAC, which is all the venues and agents and promoters. So I did um, two showcases for them. So I think we're going to get a lot of that. And later this year, I'm going to do my Rod Experience show just for fun, you know. So I like to, yeah, I just want to play, you know, so they can't play anymore, you know? I love that. I love so, that. So, so Carmine, what's a, next? Uh, be, besides all this stuff that you've mentioned, where can people find out more about the Carmen Peace Diaries or, you know, your music? Where, where should people go to learn more about what you're up to? Well, go to my website. I don't think the diaries gigs are up there yet. I put it on Facebook. If you go to Facebook, you'll see one of them up there. Uh, we, we're, we're just getting the contracts for the other two. So once we get those three together, then we'll put them all up on Facebook and put them on the website. And uh, Vanilla Fudge gigs will be up on Vanilla Fudge website. And uh, me, and, me and Fernando, we don't do gigs yet, you know, because we're we got to sell more records and more, more exposure, you know, because so people know about it. I'm hoping that this uh, Kate Bush song will give us some exposure because it's we're releasing it as a single, and it's really, really good track. It's really a good rendition of that song. It's kind of awesome. like what we did with Vanilla Fudge. You know, we had Hanging On, and then we released our version, which is this is a much heavier version, instrumental, no vocals, and it's, we got a really cool video to go with it. And uh, the King Cobra video is really cool because it's done uh, CGI like you see in the movies, you know? I mean, it opens up, I'm on top of a building playing the drum parts, the intro, with a big fluorescent sign that says King Cobra behind me. In that video, we're on a subway train, you know, we're on the streets in New York. It, it's just wild. It's all 3D. It's really interesting. You know, nice. I think, I believe we're the first band to do this. I always like to try new stuff, as you noticed. Yeah, you know, from the clinics, the drum books. I had the drum offs going in the eighties. You know, I like doing new stuff. So that's nice. what I'm doing. Trying to keep busy and having fun. And I still do the real estate on the side. I'm thinking of writing a book called Rocket Real Estate, you know, to talk about how I got into it and you know, it might help some other people get into it because sure. really yeah. my old my old manager told me get he he was a multi, multi millionaire. And he kept saying to me, buy real estate. People have to live somewhere. That's the best investment you can do. Yeah, So makes a lot of sense. And, and, you know, and there's ways of buying it with no money down, which I've did. And, you know, the real estate's done, done pretty good in my life, you know. Good advice. So I've always done it and I like it, you know. And I just talked to Wilbur. I, I said, Will you, Will, Wilbur Baskin, he played with Jeff Beck. He played with all these... A black bass player is fantastic. And uh, I said, what are you doing? He said, well, I do real estate now. I said, wow, 
I know the drummer from Vixen does real estate all. There's a lot of musicians done, that are doing real estate that realize that this ain't gonna last forever and you might wanna do something on the side, which I recommend a lot to anybody. You know, if you got some money, you know, you know, the stock market isn't the place for you to put any money, you know, like if this is your only money, you're better off doing some real estate if you can do it, if you can get a loan. But I wouldn't advise doing yeah. it now. The loans, you know, 7% for an investment, like 7, 7%, you know. And I get these idiot uh, mortgage companies saying, hey, you want to you wanna refi your property? And so-and-so, I got... Uh, I'm at a four point some a percentage rate. I said, why would I want to do that? You know, and, and pick up 7% mortgage instead of 4.75. I said, well, you might want to take money out, play, pay off some credit cards or, or do something else. The only thing I would do is take some money out and buy another piece of property. There you go. But it really doesn't pay to take money out when you're at 4.7 and then get a 7% and then you have to pay all the closing costs and everything. So yeah. forget about it. I yeah. said, I'll just stay where I am. And you know what? They keep, they keep calling me. You yeah. know, I keep telling them I'm not doing this now. Maybe when the, the, you know, the rates go down, I might do some, but not now. It's the worst time to do it. Right. So. Well, Carmine, you know, your, your career is inspiring and to a lot of folks and we really appreciate you coming on and talking with us uh, today. And we can't wait to see what, uh, what you cook up next. We really appreciate your time. Well, thank you. I, I'm sorry. I was so negative about, you know, you're not negative. You're real. Say and what honest. I feel, you know? Yeah. You, you, that's exactly it. You're honest and that's important. Yeah. Yeah. We appreciate you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Thank, thank you, Carmine. Take, Have take, a great take day. care, Carmine. All right. Ciao, you guys. See you again. Visit discmakers.com to place an order for 100 or more CDs. And when you check out, use promo code FREEBIZ and get free shipping up to a one. Jay, you know, the one thing I took away, and I think a lot of our listeners should take away from what Carmine said and, and what he's done in his life is, and you, you kind of nailed it. He's got project after project after project. He's, he's not sitting back he's and not waiting. Lazy. He's not lazy. And I think in this modern new music business, you can't sit back and wait. You can't be lazy. You've got to sit here and go, okay, what's the next That's right. project? What's the next potential revenue stream? It might work. It might not work. But you know what? Keep throwing the stuff against the wall because the more you throw against the wall, the better the odds are something's going to stick. That's right. And you'll get better, right? And if you and I have talked about this so many times when it comes to YouTube or Spotify or just growing your fan base, consistency is key. And that's one thing about Carmine is he's been consistently creative. He's always writing, recording, touring, books, workshop. I mean, I just, it's inspiring to me to see someone from this era that didn't grow up in this social media era. That's just a hardworking dude that wants to keep working. Yeah. I think that it it's hard work and keep working. That's so important. You can't, you can't just record that next single EP album and sit back and go, all right, that's, the best recording I've ever done. And it's going to do everything on its own for me. And let me just wait. And it's like, no, you finish that recording. 
move on to the next project while you're still working on how you're going to release that new recording, whether that yeah. project is a book, whether it's a video, whether it's classes, whether whether it's real estate, you've got to move on, you know, form a side project band, look at digging up some old audio recordings and release it as a live album. Constantly be looking for new opportunities. I you love can't, that. Yeah. You can't sit back and go, well, I'm now just going to wait for those hundred million Spotify streams to come in and make me, you know, a success. Yeah. If that's your attitude, it's not happening. It no. will not happen. You've got to go make it. That's right. He put, he just put out this album, you know, that vanilla Zeppelin that came out in 2005, but it wasn't widely available. Well, he just put it out in 2022. It's, it's available everywhere. He talked about some of these anniversary, you know, box sets and compilations and, you know, collaborations. And I, I love the fact that his drum book, that realistic rock drum method, 400,000, that's not nothing. That's, uh, you know, that's somebody who's always looking for new opportunities. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's, the, that's the takeaway, you know, it, there, there wasn't like a real here's bit. Well, he did don't invest in the stock market, invest in real estate instead. But I think the real takeaway is just, you, you, you've got to diversify yourself, you know, not just one thing. You're not just a songwriter. You're not just a lead guitarist. What else can you do right. in the music world and keep pushing yourself to try different things? Yep. Either they're all going to slowly add up to provide you a career and income, or one of them is going to catch fire and take off. And that's your future. Yeah, that's right. So um, let's, um, Let's continue this discussion over on the artist community over at Bands in Town. Head over to bandsintown.musicbizweeklypodcast.com. And, you know, what, 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 what is your takeaway from this interview with Carmine? Because, again, Carmine is, I mean, this is a man who's lived it, seen it. He's, I mean, he's played with all of the major oh my players. Gosh. He's, he's, he's written some of the biggest songs we've listened to out there. Right. Now, do you think I'm sexy by Rod Stewart, Young Turks by, I mean, come on. So what is your takeaway from, from what, you know, do you agree with us? The takeaway is diversify and project after project, or is there a little nugget you learned out of our discussion with Carmine? And, and yeah. I would also add, if you are a believer in multiple projects, what are you, the pro multiple projects you've pushed yourself to do beyond just recording music that's the obvious thing that musicians do of course record music but yeah today you can do so much more there's no limits to what you can do as a musician yeah you can be a motivational speaker if you're great at that i don't know but let share share with yeah. everybody else um and then of course just a real quick shout out to bruce and everybody at Hypebot and Bands in Town, thank you for your continued support. And of course, to our sponsors, Bandzoogle.com and Discmakers.com. Check them out. We've got great offers for all of our listeners over there. And we'll see everybody next episode. And industry professionals listen to the Music Biz Weekly Podcast. If you have a product or service and would like to reach this audience, 
Get in touch with Michael or Jay to discuss sponsorship this opportunities. for Music Biz Weekly, provided by LarryDavisVoice.com and by JessicaMarsVoice.com. That's Mars with a Z.